So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field. And Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle. Hits to his right. Gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble, he's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 50, the 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down, Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post, and it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and we're here to bring you guys another fun-filled episode, guys. It's time to turn the page. The dust has settled. Seattle losses behind us, or is it? Who knows, right? We're gonna break all that stuff down here, man. Uh, it's time to turn the page. Look ahead to the Cincinnati Bengals and what that offense poses as a threat to our defense, and vice versa. Uh, but guys, <clears throat> gotta run through the formalities. I know you guys saw them during the intro. Gotta do it though for the people who are listening. This is an audio adventure as well. So strap in, man. Let me uh, take you on this journey, okay? If this is your first time here on the YouTube page, make sure you guys hit that like and subscribe button. Turn on those notifications so you know exactly when we're going live. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but 9ERS. That's the number 9. Nothing but 9ERS. We also have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And that is nothing but Niners. That's spelled all the way out. You got questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, any kind of feedback. Send them on over. NB9ERS at nothingbutniners.com. And last but certainly not least, guys, Get busy on the Patreon tip, man. All right? Get busy on the Patreon tip. Uh, Patreon.com slash NB9ERS for bonus content over there. Kind of trying to come up with some more ways to do more bonus content over there for all the different tiers. Uh, I know we're taking care of the uh, the top tier over there, but I got to do some other stuff for the for the people on the lower tiers too. So make sure you guys tune in, okay? Uh, head on over to the Patreon. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore nfl shout out to everybody in the chat tonight man i see my man brew was the first one in here flexing on him baby i see you man so i'm talking about man oh he saw it again he saw he saw it yeah man thank you for checking us out on patreon man jacob is in the building man oh man you guys are great how do i join the video the video is on now man we, we live baby we live timbo look at that oh love from the soundcloud days man i'm, I'm gonna drink to that. that's my guy right there I like that, man. I like that. And Callie always in here. Once again, it's on. That's right. You guys know how we start, man. Oh, I love you guys, man. I love you guys. Let me see. No, I did not see the Steve Young interview, man. There's no telling what he said, man. Um, there's no telling what Steve Young said, man. He's he's uh he's 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 chomping at the bit to see Trey Lance. That's what I know about Young. So um I, I don't know what he said in this one, though. All right. So listen, man. I'm going to break this thing down again. Shout out to everybody who's watching this thing live. I appreciate you guys, man. 
you guys. Oh, Troy, thanks, man. Look at that, man. Let's go. Let's go. Look at the love. I love it. Love seeing the love. All right. 916 in the building. All right, man. Listen, guys, I want to start with Seattle. I'm going to move to uh, some other thoughts and then I'm going to go to. Uh, all right, Callie, I see you, man. And then I'm going to uh, move on to the Bengals. But before we do, we always start with the latest uh, news and rumors surrounding your favorite team, the 49ers. So I got to do that there, man. Okay. I got, I got to do this here. Uh, look at my name trying to pop up in the bottom corner, man. Get out of here. I'm going to ask you to be there. What you doing? Get out of here. They know who they're talking to, man. I mean, how do I? Can I hide that thing, man? Go somewhere. Look at the little name trying to pop up. I thought it was on here, though. I could just hide it. I don't see it, though. Hmm. Oh, there it is. Bomb. Get off. There we go. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. All right, guys. So. The latest news with your favorite team, the 49ers, okay? Maybe this is your favorite team to hate. I don't know, all right? But the Niners making some more roster moves, guys. We got to break all this stuff down, okay? Uh, here's one here. The 49ers have signed safety Jared Wilson to the practice squad and released offensive lineman Corbin Kalfusi, all right? Now, this is something that had me scratching my head because when I saw this happened, I'm, like, wondering to myself, like, how and why, right? Like, what made the Niners uh, do this? Now, um, Jared Wilson is a safety. Um, he's been in the league for a while, got a couple of years under his belt. Um, and I know that the last team that he was with, believe it or not, was the Jets. So he's familiar with the system, uh, but he didn't get any significant playing time with the Jets. Um, they released him in November, they signed him right back, and then they just let him go again uh December 7th. The Niners scooped him up. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that this is probably a special team signing here. Uh, he has played 16 games. Um, in a regular season, like uh, straight. So he, he he was a special team starter. I'm thinking that we probably need some help here. I don't think he's a return man, but he could be help, uh, help on, as a gunner. And also, again, like I said, some familiarity with the 49er system uh, being uh, that he was with Robert Sala to start this season, okay? He's been in the league for a long time. So uh, he, he's no, he's no um, young guy, man, you know, but we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you very much, Sin. She said she shared it, so I'll make sure I check that out. You guys, I appreciate you guys, man. Y'all keep me on my toes, man. Uh, Mike, the wife asked me, are you playing this week? See? See the Dante Johnson jokes? Now I look like Dante Johnson. I tell you what, man, Dante Johnson and Fred Warner are playing this week. So the answer is yes. I keep getting the Fred Warner when I put the thing on my hair up here. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> but what, what else we got going here? Sorry. Y'all distracting me, man. I love y'all, man. Y'all are great. All right. Uh, Jared Wilson. This, this is why I was scratching my head at the Jared Wilson signing because I was just looking at the position, right? Wilson is a safety. And right before that, the 49ers released veteran safety Tony Jefferson from the practice squad. So this tells me that it's not really about help at the safety position as much as it is about help at the gunner position or special teams because Jefferson has been with this team significantly longer. They like what they saw from him. Uh, in, co uh, in college, uh, in preseason and everything. They really, really like Tony Jefferson. It didn't make any sense to get rid of him and sign another safety. So uh, that means that to me, it's not about what he's doing on defense. It's about the special team's ability, okay? So uh, that was another roster move. Here's another one here. Um, the 49ers signed a veteran running back, Brian Hill. He has 209 career rushing attempts for 982 yards. That's an average of 4.7 with three touchdowns, mostly with Atlanta. Surprise, surprise. 
All right. He also has 38 receptions for 318 yards and one touchdown. He's an option to be available for Sunday's game. Now, this is important because the Niners don't quite know who's going to be up other than Jermichael Hasty. We did hear some reports that um, Elijah Mitchell was off to the sideline, working out and doing his thing on the side. Um, we heard reports that um, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. might be back in the mix, but nothing definitive, nothing. Oof, Ben Roethlisberger just got rocked. Nothing definitive, nothing for certain. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm just not quite sure uh, who's going to be the guy at the running back position. Who's going to be the guy? So they went out there and they get um, Brian Hill. You know, the team's going to do what they got to do, man. They have to continue to look out for guys uh, with some sort of system familiarity and uh, that can come in there if their number's called. I don't expect to see him uh, get many carries this week. I don't, and I only don't expect that because um, this team, like they had uh, that Tim Patrick on the on the team, and he never he never got any carries. Uh, the team hasn't really been testing depth uh, lately, so you know I'm not I'm not overly concerned with um, with that. Now, let me see something really quick. Let me see something really quick. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys bear with me for one second. What I'm trying to see is if there was an update on other running backs that are healthy. Because I know the report came out that we worked out three of them. He was uh, – Brian Hill was one of the three. Uh, so it was good to see that they actually did sign him. But I think there was another update with the running backs. Um All right, I'm not going to find what I'm looking for. So I'm just going to keep it moving. I'm sorry about that, guys. I hate wasting time. So I apologize. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Um, yeah, so Elijah Mitchell, Trenton Cannon, Jeff Wilson, and Trey Sermon all are dealing with some sort of injury. Um, Michael Hasty was the lone healthy guy. Uh, but we're hearing that Jeff Wilson Jr. had a, a step forward. If you guys are into fantasy football, I know a lot of people care about that kind of stuff, right? If you're into fantasy football, you'll notice that Jeff Wilson Jr. all of a sudden is projected for double-digit points. So, like, they're looking at him as, like, maybe the guy on Sunday, okay? And if you guys didn't know that, boom, consider it breaking news, man. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is getting a big nod. So we will see. Between him and Hasty, uh, I just think they keep Hill at bay, all right? Um, but there's some other stuff to talk about with the team, uh, some other word coming from different players and and things like that. Uh, let's start with this one here. All right, Nick Wagner tweets out, 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel is again working on the side at start of practice. However, he has his helmet with him and is in uniform. So, possible he will be involved in some capacity as practice goes on. That is a very, very good sign for Debo. Um, we're hearing that he's going to be coming back, um, but we will see, you know. Um, it could be a late surprise that they're trying to catch teams off guard with. Uh, because that changes a lot up a lot about how the 49ers line up in different formations, regardless of the personnel that's on the field. Uh, the team could take a major, major advantage of um, an opponent not knowing that Debo is available. And so maybe what they make clear for the public, they kind of hide it. Hey, be in uniform because as soon as we close off practice, you're getting out here and you're going to run some routes. You're going to do you know what we what we need you to do. So I like hearing that. Uh, and other 
49ers news and injury updates. Uh, Fred Warner did his presser yesterday, and in his presser, they asked him how you were feeling. He did say, and I quote, 100%. Um, and he said, you know, he probably could have played. He probably could have played on Sunday against Seattle. He said, but um, he was like, we had a decision to make. And the decision was basically play this one game, but if you have a setback, you could potentially be out for four, or you sit this one out and guarantee that you can play going forward. And so for them, it was an easy decision. The team said, you know what, we're going to sit down. And by the way, the linebacking core was not the reason we lost that game. They were not the liability. Aziz played like a man on fire, almost 20 tackles. Uh, the defense was just a humming, man. I mean, I, I really like what I saw from the defense against Seattle. So uh, I definitely can't I can't blame them on any of that kind of stuff, you know. So um, not to say that we don't need – not to say that we don't need uh, Fred Warner, but what I did like seeing was – Seeing Aziz move over, even Flanagan Fowles got in there for a play. Um, I like that the linebackers are a little bit more versatile than what we expected them to be. Maybe we can start disguising some stuff and moving those guys around a little bit, playing matchup type, type stuff, right? You don't have to just leave one guy setting up in a certain spot. That's, uh, that's very, very valuable. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Um, let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. What else are we going to talk about today, guys? Um, Justin Jefferson, man. We got to catch that, bro. Uh, what else do I have here? I got something else here for you guys. Hold on. One more thing for your head tops. Oh, speaking of pressers and everything and hearing from uh, players and coaches, D'Amico Ryans. All right. He said this about DJ Jones, man. And I thought this was high, high praise coming from a defensive-minded guy, by the way. All right. He says here, a guy I've seen with similar strength and power is Fletcher Cox, a physical guy who's able to shed blocks and wreck things in the backfield. And that's what you're seeing DJ do too. Guys, I'm DJ Jones, and I see my defensive coordinator say that about me. I'm smiling ear to ear, and not only am I smiling ear to ear, I'm thinking it's coming, baby. It's coming because that is a big, big deal. Very high praise for your DC to say about you, man. That is some. That is a great compliment right there. Uh, and that's what you want to hear if you're DJ Jones. Fred Warner went to the podium and said, oh, the way he's playing, man, he's going to get a big check. Like the guys are whispering it. They're dropping the hints. Hopefully he doesn't play himself out of, out of the uh, range for the 49ers because we're going to need him. We're going to need a guy like D.J. Jones, man. I'm loving what I saw from D.J. Jones. He was also one of the highest-rated players on the defensive side of the ball, if not the highest, during the last game, according to PFF. According to PFF. So, you know, I liked it, though, man. Um, that was a good that was a good call um, by the Niners. So let me see something here. I just got a text message from somebody. Uh, so... Let me, uh, what the heck? Um, let me reflect on this game really quick, man. Um, the, the 49ers defense, I want to start there in this game against Seattle, did their jobs. I really, really like what I saw from the team. Um, people are going to say that, you know, they gave up too many points. And obviously, anytime you lose a game, your defense gave up too many points. But you got to remember that. Nine of those points did not come from that defense. 
nine of those points were on special teams in the offense. Okay, the safety and the uh, kick return, uh, the fumble in field goal range already. I mean, the, the, the Niners had a lot of stuff working against them. Uh, so, you know, we have to remember that. When you're looking at this defense, I know that we lost um, our best corner. <clears throat> we lost our best corner in Mosley, and that was a big, big, big concern for people. Um, I didn't think that DJ Jones, or DJ Jones, DJ uh, Dante Johnson um, played poorly out there. They put Lenore in for a little bit. They snatched his ass back out of there. I'm not sure what that was about. Um, they, I guess they just didn't like what they saw from him. But when when Johnson was in there, he was okay. Uh, it was it wasn't like you know anybody on Seattle's offense just went crazy against the Niners. I'm not too concerned with um, the 49ers secondary. I know a lot of people are. I'm not. People are going to always beat up on uh, Norman. He's either forcing fumbles or they feel like he's a liability out there. But Norman is exactly who he's going, going to be. He's uh, he's he's exactly who he's going to be. Um, I'm not sure. Um, you know, when we, when we have all of our safeties out there, we have Tartan Ward out there. Believe it or not, I think the communication is good enough from those two guys that they can keep those uh, corners in the right position, you know, and then we're doing things with three with three safeties now where we're using um, we're doing things with three safeties now where we're using um, uh, Hufunga. So, you know, we need to, you know, keep that in mind, man. We need to keep that in mind. Um, they're going to they're going to hide some things. You know, someone in here says Dante Johnson should start opposite of Mosley, according to Whitner. Listen, man, I tell people that I think Dante Johnson is serviceable and he's better than what we give him credit for, and I get told I'm crazy. I get told, you know, I need to shut up. I'm crazy. Uh, I'm a Jersey homer, which I am. I am definitely a Jersey homer. I am definitely crazy. But I just don't think that it's – I just – hold on one second. Um, so I'm just saying, I, I would like to, uh, I think that we got to trust it. You know, uh, I am crazy. I am a, a Jersey Homer, but I don't think Dante Johnson's ever been terrible. Every player's had a bad game before. Uh, I remember Jimmy Ward having that game where he gave up a bunch of big pads. You guys remember that game, right? It was like his rookie season, right? I think it was his rookie season. He was going up against freaking Brandon Marshall. Somebody who's like eight inches taller than him and, you know, everything was a jump ball in the end zone. They left him one-on-one, and that wasn't, you know, that wasn't on that wasn't his fault, right? Guys have bad games, right? And you've seen a bad game from Dante Johnson where he's let up five or six uh, receptions in a game and a touchdown, right? But Dante Johnson's not a bad corner. He's serviceable, man. He's serviceable. He's big. He's athletic. He's fast as hell. Um, and he's been in this system so much longer than guys like Josh Norman. So much longer than guys like Emmanuel Mosley. Johnson's been here. He's been around. Um, and so I'm confident going into this game. I'm confident going into this game that if Emmanuel Mosley can't play, uh, I'm confident in, jo- in Josh in Josh Norman and Dante Johnson. I really, really am. And I, I trust our secondary a lot more than I, obviously most people do. So, you know, it is, it is what it is, man. Dante Johnson forever. Let's go, man. Um, let me see here. Let me see if I can call somebody really quick. Let me see if I can phone a friend. 
Uh, I may wait to get a response. I don't want to interrupt anybody. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about the secondary, man. Now I will. Uh, that's based off of what I saw last week. We are going up against a different type of animal here. Now I think, I think that Seattle's wide receiving core is more talented than the one. All right, Sin. I won't call you. I'm sorry. I think, I think Seattle's wide receiving core is more talented than the one we're going up against because they complement each other better. Um, but the Bengals wide receiving core is still very, very good. You got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase at the top three dogs over there. Um, I mean, look, you got you got T. Higgins who's coming in at freaking 6'4, right? You got Tyler Boyd who's over there at 6'2. I mean, these aren't these aren't small guys. I mean, the smallest one is Jamar Chase, and he's six even. You know what I'm saying? These guys aren't anything to laugh at, or you know, they're no slouches. You're gonna need. You're going to need – I mean, T. Higgins just went off, right? Nine or ten receptions in the last game, a touchdown, uh, almost 150 yards in receiving. And, again, that guy is 6'4". You're going to need Dante Johnson up against a guy like T. Higgins. I'm sorry. You are. You are. You know? Uh, let me see how tall Dante Johnson is. Dante Johnson is what, 6'2", 6'3"? Look at my man, man. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Dante. 6'2", man. 62200. You're gonna need that, man. You're gonna need that up against him. Thoughts on Steve Young's comments regarding Lance. Guys, I did not see it. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet. But people did send it to me. And I have I have a follow-up for you guys. You ready to go to bed, champ? Come on. Nah, that was bad. All right, love you. Good night, kiddo. Get some rest. Oh man. All right, so um, yeah, I'm I'm confident in our in our secondary, man. I really, really am. I don't know where Tone Loke is, man. I thought he was going to be joining tonight. I guess he got busy or fell asleep or something. Maybe he's getting busy. I don't know, man. I don't want to put his business out there. I'm not sure. He said he was going to join, but you know, it's all good. Um, now you got to talk about uh, the my, my so I talked about the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the defensive side of the ball against uh, Seattle. It means I also have to talk about the offensive side of the ball. And the offense looked okay to start the game, um, but then the second half, you got absolutely no production from them until that final drive. Uh, they didn't cross the 50-yard line all second half until that final drive, and that didn't even result in points. You can't win games like that in the NFL. The 49ers, when we're playing bad football, you look at our, our losing streak, we were going through halves without any points. Even when we started the season, I don't know if you guys remember, we are on a two-game winning streak, right? We started out in a two-game win streak. We didn't have any touchdowns in the first half unless we called Trey Lanson to do something, right? Trick play or something like that. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um, we can't revert back to playing like that if this team is going to have any hopes of making the postseason or being a force in the postseason. You know what I'm saying? We can't do that. Um, we're going to have to be a little bit more consistent. We, we don't have to score on every drive. I'm not asking for a touchdown every single time we touch the ball, right? But if we get eight possessions, I mean, we got to score on four or five of them. We have to. 
We have to. So, you know, that's that's what has to happen. Um, the offense was a disappointment. Not so much the play calling. The play calling was there. These guys have to execute. These guys, all. We can't drop passes. We can't fumble the ball. We can't miss wide open players. Um, we can't miss the players downfield that are open and being schemed open so we can take the check down and hope that we can get a first down. Can't do it. You just can't do it. So um, the offense absolutely has to step up. And this is Shanahan's fifth year here, guys. Five years here. We can't make these kind of mistakes. We can't. We we absolutely have to do something different. I'm sorry, but we do. Um, Shanahan's been here for far too long for this offense to not be the side of this team carrying the ball. Kyle Shanahan was brought in here for his offensive prowess, the genius, right, the, the play calling and all that stuff, and they're just not executing. And if he's going to say it's the fault of certain players, then he needs to replace said players. That's what he has to do. That's what he has to do. All right. But I will still say that with all that on the line, the offense isn't the reason we lost this game. And that brings us to the third phase of the game. The special teams. I think this is Tim Hightower's last year with the 49ers. I really, really do. Um, it's just unacceptable. And he started his presser with saying, that's on me. Nobody else, just me. He said it. He said, I put the guys in the position. And I don't, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times when guys like say stuff like that, it's kind of tongue in cheek, right? Like they don't really mean it. They're just saying it. It's like, I'm a manager, okay? And if something goes wrong in my office and I'm talking to the owner of the company, like it falls on me, right? It could be somebody else. One of one of one of my co one of my employees, he could have been the guy that messed up. But I take the blame for it. I could I could do, have done everything right. I could have given him the tools he needed to be successful, and he just went over there and just choked and just messed up, right? But it falls on me because I'm the manager, right? And so when I'm talking to the owner of the company, he's going to ask me what happened. I'm going to take blame for it, right? Like, yes, we will get better. Yes, we will fix this. Yes, we will do what we need to do to correct these kind of mistakes, right? That's that's how you're supposed to speak. But the truth of the matter is, that guy did it. You know, I gave him X, Y, and Z. He said he went to the house to do whatever it is he was supposed to do, and he just forgot what he was doing. It's still my fault. I got to train them better. I'm going to go over this. I'm going to offer a solution, right? I'm going to I'm going to take the blame. I'm going to make it clear whether or not it was something that I did wrong or someone else did wrong, and then I'm going to tell you how to fix it. That's the order of being responsible and and taking onus for something that happened, right? That's how it works. I want you guys to hear something. Not that.
doing? All right, listen to Richard Hightower right away. Go ahead, guys. He's going to start by talking about the injury, which is important. The the second special teams play of the game. But then listen to what he said. What happened on that play? On the big pot? I didn't go on mute because um, of the. uh, Well, I'll talk about the first play first because the first play was it was it was scary play, Um, and we all were in that situation. And I just know Trent has. Just remember what I said. You 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 talk about the topic. You take responsibility. You identify exactly what happened, and then you offer a solution. Okay. Scary. Um, now listen to what listen to what uh, I just, Richard I don't feel right. And not talking about that play first, and then but the second play, we can dive right into that. The second play, uh, we had a call on. Talk about what happened, and it's totally it's totally on me. Take responsibility. Players couldn't have done anything in that situation at now, all. Talk about how to. We had a call on where we were trying to set up. The offense in good field position there, and they had the perfect play on. Yeah, yeah, but they talk got about us. how to fix it. And I mean, bottom line, they got us. They had the perfect play on. Talk about how to fix it. So that's what that's what happened on that play. You, you think you guys have shown that look before, and that was kind of an automatic thing for? No, it's not. A, it's not an automatic deal at all, and it's a risky deal too. Talk about how to fix and, it. And uh, and they got us on that play. That's, that's the that's the bottom line. You know. Has Seattle ever done that play before, to your knowledge? They're giving him more chances. Uh, the the thing about that play is everybody it. does it. Yeah, everybody's done it before. So, I mean, it's not like people don't do it. Like people do it, and we were in a situation where if they did it right there, it was going to be the perfect play, and they got us. Talk about how to fix it. Richard, I mean, you look at that and watching it over, it looked like you guys had just no chance to defend it. With Talk the, about how to fix it. Here you go. Out on the this gutter, and Jamichael, I think, was the end, and, and you had a six-man line kind of bunched together. So, I, I mean, you have to weigh into that just how vulnerable. Last that, chance, Richard. That makes you guys for that play. Yeah, 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 no doubt, and that's a fair question, man. It really is, but you also have to weigh in the risk and reward on that play, and they took a huge risk, and they got a huge reward. And most people don't do that at times in that situation. But could I have had him in a different call? Definitely. And that's totally on me. It's not on the players at all. And I've told them that, and they know that. And uh, what we're going to do is we're not going to dwell on it. It's just like when we win games or when we have great plays, like when we had to play with DJ and he stopped the fake. We got to move on. Like we can't beat beat our chest and say it's great. And we can't dwell on that play. And not get ready for Cincy. So we they got us. We got to move on. And that's part of it. Like, you go into every game thinking you have a great game plan. Guys. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> it's over for Richard Hightower. I'm sorry. I don't like talking about people getting fired. I feel bad. That man has a family. And hopefully he goes somewhere else and lands on his feet. It's over for Richard Hightower, guys. That that was just get over it. We got to move on. What should I have put them in a different call? That was the closest. That was the closest he came to talking about how to fix it. Talking about what you will do when I when I have to answer to my superiors. Like I said, identify the problem, take onus and responsibility, and explain to them. The, the steps I'm going to take going forward to ensure that doesn't happen again. My man said, that's on me, not the players. I told the players, that's on me. No, that was, you know, they got us. No shit. We all saw that. They took a big gamble. Most people don't do that. 
and they got the big reward. But most people won't take that gamble. Okay. All right. I hear you. But did you see how your guys were like just outflanked? Like they, there was nothing they could have done. That's a fair question, Matt. That's a fair question. Matt, you asked a great question. Cool. Richard, you didn't give a good answer once, and they just kept asking you over and over and over and over. That's a man who's nervous. That's a man who's going through something, man. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't think he'll be fired in the middle of the year. But I expect him to be one of the guys that don't come back with the coaching staff next season. All right? Sorry, not sorry. But it's just what I expect. All right? Now, let's turn the page, man. We're going to move on to this Bengals team, man. I've been looking at this Bengals team, and I like going back the last three games of, of a team. In the last three games, the Bengals are averaging over 31 points a game. Their lowest score was this last game against the Chargers, where they only put up 22 points. But this is a quick strike team. Um, they 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 are consistent with running the ball. Um, Joe Mixon is one of the best backs in the NFL right now. I mean, he's just bodying stuff. I almost said a bad word, but he, he's out there bodying it, right? Um T. Higgins had a monster game. I told you guys uh, last game for T. Higgins. What was it? Let me pull up his official stats here. Nine catches, 138 yards and a touchdown. I mean, you, but you got Tyler Boyd who's averaging over 17 yards a catch in that game. Like this team has some weapons. They have some giddy up, you know? Um, but you know what? I think, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. And this is, this is a game that's going to be a get right game for Kyle Shanahan. It's going to be a game where people call Kyle Shanahan a genius. Now, I'm not going to I'm not going to beat you guys up too much about this one. I'm not going to uh, drag this thing out or anything like that, right? But this this uh, this game is where Kyle is going to run crazy and have people thinking that Jeff Wilson Jr. should be RB one, or that Jamichael Hasty should be RB one. The way that we run the ball is going to heavily favor us in this match. It's really about our offense, not about our defense. Our defense is going to hold them to 20 to 25 points. Kyle has to hit 30. Kyle has to get 30. All right? Um, The reason I have them scoring that many points is because their players are all really good. They're going to find a mismatch. They're going to run some three wide receiver sets. They're going to they're going to put a little I'm saying little out of talking just stature, but Kwan Williams in a bond. Okay? He, he's the shortest corner we're going to have on the field. They're going to they're going to they're going to put him in a bond, okay? They're going to try to. What we have to make sure that we do is control the clock with the run game. And they are going to be very, very susceptible to the run. Now, let me look at the last three games here. Let's see what they've given up in rushing yards the last three games, okay? So we're going to start with the Chargers game because that was the last one that they played here. And look at the stats here. The Chargers rushed for only 79 yards. It's not bad. It's not bad. All right. Now, if I'm looking at it here, they rushed for 79 yards on 20 attempts, too. That's not good. But are the Chargers really a run team? Who's a team that runs the ball? Let's see here. 
They went against the Steelers. They blew the Steelers out. Oh, geez, it's 41 to 10. I mean, I guess I can look at that game, but the Steelers were passing because the score was so bad. Ben Roethlisberger threw for over 40 times. We know that's not happening here. We have to find a game with a team that has a balanced offense closer to the Niners. Let's see. Let's see here. Oof, Raiders ran the ball 10 times with their running backs. I mean, look at this. Are, are teams afraid of the Bengals that they're jumping out like that? All right, let's look at the Browns. All right, Baker Mayfield passed the ball 21 times. Okay. They ran the ball 23 times. There we go. All right. All right. 21 passes, 23 rushing attempts. This is the game that I want to look at. Now, it's not fair because the Browns blew them out. It was 41 to 16. But look at what they were giving up on the ground. 9.8 yards to carry to Nick Chubb. 137 yards and two touchdowns on 14 attempts. Okay. Um. Oh my God. It was just, it was just, this is the game that we have to go back and watch. See if the Niners can replicate this. Um, now, let's keep in mind, they weren't slouches, like I said. Uh, Mixon was carrying the ball for five yards to carry. He had two touchdowns. Higgins again, 78 yards on six receptions. Jamar Chase, six receptions for 49 yards. You know, uh, Tyler Boyd only had one reception, but it was for 11 yards of first down. Uh, these guys, they get busy. They, they do their damage. Uh, what I'm looking for here, though, what I'm looking for here uh, for the Niners to do is to really, really rebound on the offensive side of the ball. This is when we're going to sit here and say, damn, Jimmy looked good in this game because Jimmy's not going to have to do much. It's all about the run game. It's about the run game, this one, and hitting the gimmies. That's what this is all going to be about. We're not going to see any spectacular plays, nothing deep down the field. Jimmy's not going to have to throw any 40-yard bombs or anything. None of that's going to happen in this game. None of it's going to happen. All right. Um, but the running backs are going to be good. If you have a 49ers running back in this game, one of their top guys, Wilson or Hasty, start him in fantasy. Start him in fantasy. Okay. If Mitchell by chance can come back, I probably wouldn't start Hasty. I would I would probably just use uh Mitchell and um and Wilson. Okay. How can the 49ers defense win this game against those kind of weapons they have a good running back they have three really good wide receivers and they have a quarterback who's not afraid to, to, to throw the ball around the field a little bit right and the answer is what you saw against seattle that defensive line okay that defensive line is going to really really help because if you look at all right here let's let's go back this is what we'll do we'll go to the chargers game okay now again the chargers blew them out so the numbers aren't going to be that favorable Okay, numbers aren't going to be that favorable, but the Bengals allowed six sacks against the Chargers. Six sacks. That's not that's not, you know. Tackles for losses. That's just sacks, six sacks. They fumbled twice. They lost two fumbles. They also threw two interceptions because of the pressure the Chargers defensive line had on them. Okay, you go back to the Steelers game. Now, the Steelers got blown out, right? 41 to 10, right? That's the numbers. They still gave up two sacks. They still threw an interception. And they were winning that game. They were blowing the Steelers out. I mean, just halftime, the score was 31-3. to three. Okay? And they still gave up sacks, still turned the ball over. I mean, this team is going to turn the ball over. It's there for the taking. You just got to take it. And we'll go to the Raiders game where they blew the Raiders out. They blew the Raiders out 32-13, right? 
Three sacks allowed. They didn't throw any interceptions, but they fumbled the ball. This team will give up the booty. I'm talking about booty as in like riches, like the jewelry, right? I'm talking about the jewelry. We have to go. We got to get them. We got to get them, man. We got to get them. So I have all the confidence in the world. The 49ers are going to go out there and they're going to have a field day. People are going to say, bang, we're back. This is what we do, baby. Like people are going to really, really start feeling themselves. They're going to start feeling themselves. They're going to start feeling the Niners. And we're going to be on the high horse again. And I'm all here for it, man. I mean, look, the team has been so up and down. And the one bad game against the team that we always seem to have our number. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it. I was mad when it first happened, but I'm not mad at it anymore. I'm over the Seattle loss because of Seattle. And we should have known better. And I should have stuck with my gut. I said at the beginning, you know, it's Seattle. I'm not getting my hopes up. I don't trust it. And it is what it is. Um, and then the, going back one more game, the Bengals against the uh, Browns, uh, the Bengals, five sacks, one fumble loss, and two interceptions. It's it's a consistent theme here. The 49ers should get at least four sacks on the Bengals, one interception, at least. And if that's not enough, I don't know what else they I don't know what else they need us to do. I don't know what else they need us to do. All right. Kyle is gonna get in that he's gonna get in his bag, man. He's gonna get in his bag, man. All right. When they give up the booty, we gotta cash in. That's that's all it is, man. That's all it is. Guys, listen. Thank you all for listening to the silence. Guys, listen, man. I gotta get out of here. You guys have been great. Um, please, please, please head on over to Patreon, subscribe, check it out. Um, some good stuff coming. I'm gonna do some giveaways for um the lower tiers um on patreon very very soon so make sure you guys get on over there damn i just realized i left this banner on the whole time that was not supposed to be on head on over to patreon get on over there guys um subscribe rate review all that good stuff send us emails everything that you guys need to know everything that you guys need to do it's all there man i appreciate you guys thank you all for rocking out with me man i appreciate it man my phone a friend man he didn't he didn't come through man he said he was gonna you know but nah he didn't he didn't All right. Well, guys, I'm going to be out of here. Thank you, Callie. I appreciate the love, man. I'm going to go check out the Steve Young interview that y'all kept telling me about, man. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to go check it out. I'm excited. Y'all got me hyped, so hopefully uh, it's a good one, all right? Uh, Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain, but always remain faithful. I'm out of here, guys. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We